Shut up and sit down. What's up? This is Bobby Riggs Jr. from So Fucking Cool Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks a lot for checking us out, for helping us grow. Um, we got a lot of clicks and a lot of hits. Uh, got a lot of positive feedback from our first podcast. Um, so we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep improving. Uh, we just got picked up by Google Podcasts, which is awesome. Huge shout out and thank you to them. We also got picked up by Spotify, so you can check us out on there. Another huge thank you to them. Um, we're growing. We got a Facebook page now. So fucking cool. Fantasy football. Check us out on Facebook. You can go on there. You can message us. You can, uh, ask questions. You can help out other people. Talk fantasy. Uh, it's going to be a great group of people. So be sure to check that out on Facebook. And also we got an email address. So fucking cool at gmx.com. Again, that's sofa. S-O-F-A King K-I-N-G Cool C-O-O-L at G mx.com make sure you check that out send us an email let us know how we're doing let us know how we can improve and most of all drop those questions uh if you got you know some drafts coming up or if you got questions about certain guys or keepers you know drop us an email let us know and we'll uh we'll address it live on the podcast so uh thank you to all of our viewers um you know we couldn't do this without you i really enjoy doing this i love doing this i love fantasy football so, you know, thanks for allowing me to do this. Um, now I want to touch on just one thing. Uh, I want to do some bargains for their average draft position and some busts at their average draft position. Um, I've already ran, I know it's premature, but I have already ran 20 mock drafts this year. Um, and I started taking notes, uh, just different things that I've seen. And... I want to give you guys a couple things that I've noticed, a couple things that I've seen based on my stats and where I believe. Um, my top five bargains at their current average draft position, my number one is Aaron Jones. Uh, I have seen Aaron Jones go anywhere from 21 to almost 30. Um, they have him ranked, ESPN has him ranked as the number 17 running back. This is a guy that I think has the talent, has the capability, and is also on a team that could allow him to bust into the top 10, top 5. Um, you know, last year, from weeks 9 to 14, when he was the bell cow, when he was the clear-cut running back, uh, he was averaging 5.5 yards per carry. He was playing on 67% of their snaps, and he was getting 77% of their carries. I mean, that's awesome. That's what you want out of, out of an RB1 um, you know, and this guy, he's got the talent, I think with the new offense in Green Bay, they're going to find a way to put the ball in their best players' hands. And right now that's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. Uh, Jamal Williams, I don't think is built to be a bell cow. I don't think he has the talent to be a bell cow. I think he makes a good RB2 on a team. Um, but Aaron Jones, he's that bell cow, and I think if you can snag him, you know, ahead of what these guys have him ranked, again, they got him going on average anywhere from 20 to 30, and they have ESPN has him ranked as the 17th best running back. I would I would definitely take him over that. So if you get a chance to get Aaron Jones, uh, I think you'll be happy. 
My number two uh, bargains at their average draft position, Damian Williams. Um, an interesting stat, 12 out of the last 15 years that Andy Reid was a head coach, he had a running back in the top eight. Damian Williams is that guy right now. A lot can change between now and the start of the season, but as of right now, here today, Damian Williams is that guy. I know they went and signed Carlos Hyde. I like Carlos Hyde. I think he's a good back, but I think he is a good RB2 for KC. I do not see him fitting into that offense as an RB1. Um, Damian Williams proved what he had to prove last year. Uh, he averaged 5.25 yards per carry. The guy was catching the ball out of the backfield. They already signed him to an extension. I think this guy is going to be the starting running back of the Kansas City Chiefs next year, and that is a high-powered offense. We saw the numbers that Kareem Hunt was putting up. We saw the numbers that Spencer Ware was having, and we saw the numbers that eventually Damian Williams had. Look at That might be the best offense in football, and if I can get that guy, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that guy, right? He realistically should finish in the top 10, and he is not being drafted as the top 10 running back. Um, so I'm going Damian Williams with my number two bargain at their current average draft. Number three, this was a little shocking to me. Um, doing my mock drafts, I couldn't believe how far this guy fell, and that's Philip Lindsay. Uh, Philip Lindsay finished in the top 10 running backs. I mean, he had an unbelievable unreal unexpected season uh up until he got hurt espn has him ranked as the 23rd running back and they have him going as late as 36 overall i did a mock draft again i ran 20 of these and i could not believe how far this guy was falling this is a guy that finished in the top 10 in his rookie season now i know royce freeman should be back healthy for a full season I know there was some coaching staff changes, but Philip Lindsay did everything he was expected to do and more. I know the hand injury, we're still waiting to hear if it's going to be fully healed by the start of the season, but this guy keeps slipping and slipping in the drafts. And I did a couple mock drafts that had him going in between the 42 and 45 spot. Look at, I think Philip Lindsay has a lot of talent. I think he fits in good with that offense. And if I can get Philip Lindsay cheap, I think you'll be very happy because I think you'll be able to deploy him as a borderline RB1, definitely an RB2. And I think you'll be very happy drafting Philip Lindsay. Number four, Sonny Michelle. Look at I like Sonny Michelle. I like Sonny Michelle. When the Patriots drafted him in the first round, look at when was the last time the New England Patriots drafted a skill position in the first round. That's not something they do. They have high hopes for this guy. Injuries slowed him down at the start of the season, but when this guy got on the field, he was giving you 100 yards and a touchdown. He's the best running back on the team. Tom Brady's going to be another year older. I know Tom Brady, father time, is going to play forever. But Tom Brady is going to be another year older. And I think we could see this team turn into a run-first offense. Um, Sonny Michelle is that running back. He is the best running back on the team. I am not worried about 
him losing touches. Um, you know, on passing plays, obviously, you're going to see James White and Rex Burkhead, who I have to talk about later on here. But Sonny Michelle is going to get you a touchdown a game, I think. He's the best running back they have to offer. And when I was doing the mock drafts, this guy was getting drafted anywhere between 45 and 50. If you go back and look late in the season when Sonny Michelle was playing good and the Patriots were playing some of their best football, which eventually led to them winning another Super Bowl, Sonny Michelle was at the helm of that. He was their RB1, and he was giving you RB1 numbers for the end of the season. I think this continues. I think this rolls over into this year. And if healthy, I think Sonny Michelle could finish as a top 12 running back. So if you get an opportunity to snag him, snag him. You won't be disappointed. My last one, the only non-running back that I have on my list, Jarvis Landry. Um, I have always liked Jarvis Landry. I think he's a good player. I think he's got talent for what he is. Um, and, you know, he had a lot of success in Miami without a good quarterback. Now he's going to have Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham's going to be on the field. Odell Beckham's going to demand a lot of double teams, a lot of attention. I think this opens up Jarvis Landry. Um, I think he's going to get peppered with targets like he has in the past. He's going to catch them. And he's going to get those 5-10 to 10 yard plays over and over again. I don't expect that he's going to get a lot of touchdowns because um, that's not really what he's you know, known for. But I think he's going to get a lot of targets. So if you play in a PPR or a half-point PPR, this is a great player to pick up. Um, you know, I've seen him fall in the draft. Obviously, everybody's going to be looking at Odell Beckham. But you know, the first nine weeks of football, Chubb is going to be their running back. And Chubb is... A decent pass catcher out of the backfield, but he's not Kareem Hunt. So up until week nine when Kareem Hunt comes back, they're not going to have a guy to catch the ball out of the backfield that much. Um, they got Duke Johnson, but, you know, rumor is he wants to get traded. So we'll see what happens there. But Jarvis Landry is going to be that short completion guy. Um, and, again, if you play in a half point or a full point PPR, I'm snagging Jarvis Landry pretty early and – I think he's a guy that if you look at his average draft position, I, I think you could get a steal with him. Top five busts. Now, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get yelled at for this, alright? But I want you guys to understand that my top five busts is only because of their average draft position. I am not saying that this is a bad player, so please save the emails. I don't want to get yelled at. Right. This is, man, I would love to have this guy on my team, but I can't draft him where he's being drafted because I think it's going to hurt your team in the long run. I think you look at it when you're trying to build a team and you see guys that are on the board and you're like, man, I love this guy. I'd love to pick him up. And you snag that guy too early. There's other positions you can um so I'm I'm just going to give you my number one, Pat Mahomes. I love Pat Mahomes. I have him documented. Uh, if you listen to my first part podcast, I have this guy as my number one overall quarterback. It's a no-brainer, all right? 
But I started doing these mock drafts, and I saw Pat Mahomes going early in the first round. I saw him going late in the first round, and I saw him going in the second round. And Pat Mahomes never, out of all 20 mock drafts, never made it out of the third round. So here's what I'm telling you. Pat Mahomes is probably going to finish his quarterback number one again this year. He's probably going to lead fantasy football in points. I'm okay with that, right? He is a great player, a hell of a player. I want this guy on my fantasy team. But I cannot draft a quarterback that early. Because the difference between Pat Mahomes and Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan, the difference isn't a big enough gap to justify me taking a quarterback that early when I can land a running back two or a wide receiver one. I saw Pat Mahomes going so early. And again, I know the excitement's there. And if you're one of those guys that feels like you have to have Pat Mahomes on your team, then do it. But just understand that you better jump on one of those bargains and you better land your RB2 or an RB1 late because you're going to miss out on a lot of guys that are going to get picked up because you decided to be the guy that grabbed the quarterback first. Number two, Julio Jones. I love Julio Jones. Again, my first podcast, I told you, I, I still have him ranked up there. But with that being said, I saw Julio Jones as a top three, top four, top five wide receiver off the board. I saw him going before uh, running backs who were going to be for sure RB1s. Um, Julio Jones is not going to get 170 targets again this year. I just don't think he's going to. Uh, you got Calvin Ridley, who really came alive in the second half of the season. Um, I think he's going to get more targets. And, you know, I just don't know if Julio Jones is going to play, be able to play at his age at that pace for a full 16 games. So while I still think Julio Jones is going to have a great season, I mean a really great season, um, and I think his touchdowns are going to go up. I don't think he's going to get the targets that he did last season. And I'm a guy that in the first round, if you can get an RB1, you get an RB1. Right? I would rather see, you know, a sure cut win at running back than to go out and grab that wide receiver because. The way I look at it for fantasy football is teams deploy one running back on the field. All right? Offensive play, you got a quarterback, a running back, and two wide receivers. Right? And there's always a clear-cut wide receiver one. But a lot of teams now have a wide receiver one, and that number two isn't that far behind. There's still a pretty significant gap between the RB1s and the RB2s. If I have an opportunity and I'm and I'm picking in that first round, I want my running back. I'm going to try to get my running back and I might pass on Julio Jones and I might try to pick up a wide receiver 
coming back in my round two. So Julio Jones is my second bust for their average draft position. Again, I still think he has a good year, but I think Ridley takes a step up, and I, I think that knocks Julio down just a little bit. Number three, James White. Um, I already talked to you up here earlier about Sonny Michelle. I think this is Sonny Michelle's job. Sonny Michelle has to go out there, and he has to show the New England Patriots that every now and then he can catch a ball or two out of the backfield. That's all it's going to take, right? Because right now he is definitely their best running back. Um, James White had a good season. He was a good uh, pass-catching running back. But they also didn't have Rex Burkhead for most of the season. He was out with injuries. So if you take the fact that I believe Sonny Michelle is going to be their lead back, and if Sonny Michelle can come out there and prove that he can catch a couple balls a game just so they're not predictable with him on the field, you know, if he can be a threat to just just a couple, you know, maybe catch the defense sleeping. Oh, Sonny's out there. It's a run play, and he catches the ball out of the backfield. If he starts stealing two, three catches a game, and you got a healthy Rex Burkhead for the full season, I saw James White getting drafted way higher than what I'd be willing to take him. I'm not drafting James White as an RB2 this year. Uh, he's a guy that I want on my bench as a filler, maybe a handcuff, but I'm not drafting James White to be an RB2 this season. Um, I'm not even really drafting him to be a flex player, to be completely honest. I think his numbers and touches are going to go down, and I'm just there's other guys, there's other positions that I'd rather fill out. So James White is my number three bust for their current average draft position. Number four, Keenan Allen. I like Keenan Allen. I like Phillip Rivers. I like the Chargers offense. But I think Mike Williams is going to take a big step forward this year. Um, I think they obviously have shown that they trust him. Uh, they let Ty Williams walk away. Um, so I think they've put the trust in Mike Williams to be that clear-cut number two. And also, uh, again, you heard me in that first podcast, I am really hoping that Hunter Henry gets on the field this year. I like Hunter Henry. I just think another year, Keenan Allen, again, I don't think he's going to be a bad player, okay? That's not what I'm saying. He's not going to be a bust. But I've seen Keenan Allen get drafted anywhere from 22 to 28. That's really high. That's the ninth wide receiver ranked by ESPN. Look at I'd rather... I'd rather slip down, get Mike Williams later, and be able to take that spot where I'd be normally drafted Keenan Allen and try to get my RB1 or an RB2, right? That I think that's too high. I think, you know, I think you have other positions that you can go for. Let Keenan Allen slip to somebody else and get Mike Williams later in the draft 
or get another wide receiver, like I mentioned, Jarvis Landry, later in the draft, and use that position where Keenan Allen's going and get yourself a running back um, because running backs are gold in fantasy football and they're hard to replace. Um, number five, my last one, and this actually shocked me because I didn't expect to see this guy's name up as high as it was, but Will Fuller is ranked number 37 wide receiver by ESPN. I saw him going in my mock drafts anywhere from 34 to 42. I saw him getting drafted before guys like Calvin Ridley, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate, before Kirk, before T.Y. Williams, and before my sleeper pick of the year, James Washington in Pittsburgh. Will Fuller is right off the bat. He's a boomer bust wide receiver, right? He is a big play guy. He's going to have a game where he has, you know, 120 yards and two touchdowns, and that's awesome. But I think the gap between those games is going to be too far and too few. The injuries scare me. The offense scares me. Um, I love Hopkins, and Hopkins is going to draw a lot of double teams, but I don't think Will Fuller is that clear-cut wide receiver too um unless they address the run game in the offseason you're still deploying lamar miller out there so there's not a huge threat of the run look at i i don't like will fuller i don't think he's a guy that needs to be going off the board as the 37th wide receiver i don't think he needs to be going off 34 to 42 i think if you take him that high and you're you're looking to deploy him as a wide receiver too or a flex play. And I don't like Will Fuller in that position. If Wolf, Will Fuller was sitting on my bench in case of an emergency, yeah, bye week filler, okay. But if you're drafting him that high, 34 to 42, you're still putting starters on your team. Pass on him, all right? Let him go. Wait it out. Get a guy like Calvin Ridley. Get Golden Tate. Get Christian Kirk, right? Man, I think he's going to have a really good year, especially if they draft uh, Kyler Murray, right? Because those guys were teammates in college. I think he could be a steal because we don't know what Larry Fitzgerald's going to be able to offer. Let Will Fuller pass you by. Trust me on this one. Go get James Washington, right? All those targets, Tantonio Brown, they've got to go somewhere. You got Juju on one side. And as of right now, James Washington's going to be on the other side. All right? Hold off on Will Fuller. Get yourself a starter. Get yourself a tight end in that spot, an RB3, and let Will Fuller pass. All right? Thank you guys so much. That was my top five bargains and my top five busts at their average draft position. Um, I just want to thank you guys again. The podcast is growing. Uh, drop me an email. So fucking cool at gmx.com and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Shut up and sit down.
and sit down. What's up? This is Bobby Riggs Jr. coming at you with So Fucking Cool Fantasy Football Podcast. Just want to thank all of our sponsors for picking us up, all the different uh, podcast places that are now playing us. You can check us out on Anchor. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Google Podcasts. So that's awesome. Want to let you know, visit us on Facebook. We got a So Fucking Cool Fantasy Football Facebook page. You can go on there, ask questions, line up. Uh, draft questions, anything you got, our community will help you out. I'll be on there. I'll be answering questions. So check that out again. That's on Facebook. It's Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football. Also, get those emails rolling. I got a couple emails that I'm going to address on uh, a couple podcasts coming up here. Uh, Sofa King Cool at gmx.com. Again, that's Sofa King Cool at gmx.com. Keep those emails coming. I'm going to set up a podcast where I just answer all your questions. Uh, so just keep them rolling, keep them coming. Coming at you today, uh, the weekend is over, the NFL draft is over. So I want to take a look back. I did a lot of research on the guys that were drafted, uh, the teams they were drafted to, where they're going to, where I'm expecting them to place on the depth chart. And I'm going to give you a couple names, actually a lot of names because I, th- I feel like this was a really fun draft, but uh, I'm going to give you some names of guys to look out for, guys that I think should be drafted. I'm not going to put them in their place right now. These are just names that I think you should keep an eye out for, um, guys that I think have fantasy value. And as I do a little bit more research, uh, when I start doing my top you know, 200 and, and start doing mock drafts, you'll see where some of these guys go off the board. So I'm going to dive right in. Uh, again, this is... All the rookies that are coming into the NFL who I think are going to have a fantasy impact. So let's start. Number one pick overall, Kyler Murray. This guy's an athletic freak. Last year he had 42 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He had 1,000 rushing yards with another 12 rushing touchdowns. This guy is unbelievable. There's a reason he went number one overall. Uh, Kingsbury is going to use him exactly like he was used in college. He's going to be a dynamic player. The only downfall he has is he's going to be playing behind a really mediocre offensive line. That's where he's going to struggle, but this guy's an athlete. And on top of that, I still, like everybody knows, garbage points. They still count as fantasy points. I think fourth quarter, the Cardinals could still be down. I think this guy gets a lot of garbage points. Look, at they, they put pieces around this guy. They invested in Kyler Murray. Um, they drafted 
wide receivers. I mean, they drafted three wide receivers this draft. But two of the names that you need to look for, Andy Isabel. This guy was drafted high. He's going to be a good target. And Hakeem Butler. Uh, Hakeem Butler is a monster, 6'5", 230 pounds. I mean, I think Andy Isabel is a guy that gets on the field right away. So we'll, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But these are all pieces that they put around Kyler Murray. Uh, Christian Kirk's stock is going to go up. Him and Kyler Murray were teammates in the past. I mean, he's got David Johnson there. He's got enough wide receivers. And again, garbage points still count. So uh, Kyler Murray is definitely on the radar as a quarterback, too. Uh, if you play in a two-quarterback uh, league, I think he's a quarterback that you'd like as your quarterback, too. But I also would not be shocked to see him put up quarterback one numbers. I mean, if you play in a league, I like the league that I'm in, it's a 12-man league. Look at 12 quarterbacks. I think he sneaks into the top 12 with points. I think he has the talent. He has the arm. So Kyler Murray... First guy I'm covering here. Um, second guy's got to be Dwayne Haskins. Draft with caution. Um, personally, me, I wouldn't draft him. But again, I play in a one-quarterback league. Uh, I don't think he's going to beat out Case Keenum right away for the start. But I do think before season's over, he will be the starting quarterback. I just don't like Washington. It's a good fit for him because I think they'll build around him, and he's obviously going to be their quarterback of the future. But proceed with caution. I don't think he's anything more than a quarterback, too. I think they have some work to do there. But you can draft him as a quarterback, too, and see what happens going forward. So Dwayne Haskins, draft with caution. My favorite fantasy pick of the NFL draft this year, Josh Jacobs running back, going to Oakland. I was a big fan of Josh Jacobs. I was excited to see where he was going to land because I thought he had a real opportunity to do some good things in the NFL fantasy-wise. And then the Raiders got him right after it was announced that Marshawn Lynch was more than likely going to retire. I think it's a perfect spot for him to land. They used a high draft pick on him. I think that means he's going to start right out of the gates. He's better than Isaiah Crowell. So, look, at this guy is 5'10", 220 pounds. He's a good rusher. He's a good receiver. He breaks the tackle every six touches. Every six times he gets the ball, one of those, he's busting loose, getting past that first tackle. He's gaining yards. I honestly think this guy is going to gain 1,000 yards this year. I think the offense in Oakland is going to be better. I know they still have Derek Carr, who I'm not a huge supporter of, but he does have weapons around him with Ty Williams and, of course, Antonio Brown. They're not going to be able to stack the box. So I think Josh Jacobs should have a 1,000-yard season. Also should... uh. I'm thinking maybe eight touchdowns. I think that's fair. Eight touchdowns for him. So Josh Jacobs, running back, Oakland. Get into a wide receiver here. Marquise Brown, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. 
it's a little guy. This guy is small, 5'9", 166 pounds, but he is fast. He's got good hands. Think of uh, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown type wide receiver. He's going to be hindered by the fact that Lamar Jackson isn't the best passer. Baltimore is going to be a run first offense. I think that was shown with them going out and picking up Mark Ingram. But Marquise Brown, look at that team's needed wide receivers. They've they've tried over and over and over again. They drafted this guy early. Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore is a guy that definitely needs to be on your list. Um, but he does have Liz Frank injury, which is displaced bones in his feet. So that is something to monitor during preseason. How many reps he's getting? This is going to be something to, you know, proceed with caution. I wouldn't draft this guy as a wide receiver one for sure. Maybe not even a wide receiver two. I'm looking at this guy as more of a flex play uh, and and obviously with upside of being a wide receiver two. But proceed with caution. Uh, Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore. My favorite pickup for wide receivers, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. I know. When was the last time Bill Belichick selected a wide receiver? I I don't think it I actually believe I read that it was the first time he's ever done it. First time he's ever selected a wide receiver in the first round. They do not select specialty players, right? They just don't do it. They didn't do it the whole tenure of Bill Belichick. Last year, first round they selected Sonny Michelle. Look what his impact was. Once he got healthy, this guy was 100 yards and or a touchdown every single game. Nikhil Harry is 6'2", 228 pounds. He's great with the ball in his hands, makes people miss, breaks tackles. He's a red zone target. Remember, this is a team that has no Gronk, no Hogan. Josh Gordon's still a question mark. We don't know if he's coming or going. So you got Edelman and maybe Demarius Thomas. I honestly believe that he might not make it through. He'll end up on the pub list or something. Uh, but then what do they got after that? Philip Dorsett, a cast off from Indy. He's a decent player, but when Bill Belichick selects you in the first round, you're expected to step up and be a player. Tom Brady needs the help on the field. Okay, he was sending him messages. They're excited to play together. Nikhil Harry is a wide receiver that... I'm looking forward to drafting. I definitely want on my fantasy team. And I think if you waited out two, three weeks, I think him and Tom Brady get on the same page. And I think I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised what you can get from Nikhil Harry, a rookie wide receiver with the Patriots. Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers. Look at good wide receiver. They need help. Uh, he's got good hands, he's a good route runner. He's really good after the catch. He does have hamstring injuries. He had two hamstring injuries in college. Uh, you know, they, they got depth at wide receiver. They got Pettis, who they drafted last year, Marquise Goodwin, and, of course, their number one target, Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the game. But Debo Samuel should get on the field. He should be a guy that gets a couple targets. Uh, if you're playing in a dynasty league, this is a guy that you might want to pick up. Uh, otherwise, you know, maybe a flex play. Hope that, you know, he can plug in as a flex, maybe wide receiver two at best. But Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers.
Um, I threw both these guys together. These are guys that if you play in a dynasty league, you might want to look at. Um, Drew Locke and Daniel Jones. Neither one of these guys are going to start the season, barring injuries. Um, you know, Elway already came out. He said it's Flacco's job that Drew Locke's going to play underneath him. And, and Daniel Jones was handpicked by Eli Manning. He was drafted too high. I don't think he's NFL ready. I think this is a project guy for the Giants. I wouldn't expect either one to get more than one or two games for the whole season. If you're playing in a dynasty league and you want to grab them and stash them on the bench if you guys got big rosters, I can understand that. But Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, both quarterbacks, better left on the waivers unless you're in a dynasty because uh, I really just don't see them playing. I kind of threw this all together. Uh, tight ends. There's some really good tight ends drafted this year. Uh, one of them drafted by my team, the Detroit Lions. They got TJ Hawkinson. Uh, another one, Noah Fant, his Iowa State uh, counterpart. You know, both were dynamic on the field. Both were great tight ends. Irv Smith, tight end from Alabama, goes to Minnesota. And uh, tight end Drew Sample goes to the Bengals. Yeah, these are tight ends that were drafted to have an impact for their team. One thing I want to mention, though, tight ends are usually a project. In the last decade, we have only had one tight end that was a rookie that finished in the top 10. That was Evan Ingram. And the only reason he finished in the top 10 was because everybody else on his team was injured. If you remember correctly, his rookie year, Odell Beckham was injured. Sterling Shepard was injured. The backup tight end was injured. He got thrown into a role on a garbage team. He got lots of garbage points. He had a really good season. I'm not taking anything away from Evan Ingram. I like him. He's a guy I like on my fantasy team. But you got one tight end in the last decade that has finished in the top 10. Proceed with caution. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a great tight end for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's a great blocker and a great route runner, a great catcher. Uh, he's got good hands. He's a guy that can be on the field every single down. But as a rookie and the fact that he's going to be competing with Jesse James, <clears throat> I think proceed with caution with TJ Hawkinson. I know he was the eighth overall pick. Same with Noah Fant. Noah Fant is really good. I think he's going to be really good. He ends up getting picked up by the Denver Broncos. Again, proceed with caution. Tight end struggle. He's going to be asked to be, you know, a lot of different things. He's not as good of a blocker as his Iowa State counterpart, uh, TJ Hawkinson. So he's not going to be able to be on the field every single play. Um, you know, and he's got competition there too. He's got Jake Button, Hearman. So Noah Fan, I think, is going to develop into a good tight end. But again, I don't see him cracking the top 12. So... Maybe a backup tight end if you need a plug-and-play for a bye week. Monitor for an injury. But both those guys, Irv Smith, he got drafted by Minnesota. That actually surprised me. Kyle Rudolph's still there. He's 29 years old. They drafted a tight end with good hands last year, Tyler Conklin. I know this because Tyler Conklin actually went to my high school. 
uh, here in Michigan. Uh, he set a record for Western Michigan, most receiving yards, most catches, and most touches, touchdowns by a tight end. And, you know, he barely got on the field. Uh, that's still Kyle Rudolph's job. Drew Sample, he's probably out of all of them got the best chance to make an impact. Like Tyler Croft, we never know <clears throat> if he's going to be healthy or not. C.J. Uzma, again, an average tight end. You know, you just got to proceed with caution. I, I don't think either of these tight ends, these rookies, are going to be top 10, top 12. If you're only playing in a 12-man league, that puts them outside of that. They're nothing more than bi-week fillers. Another wide receiver that I'm super excited about that I think got put in a good opportunity, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was the top of a lot of people's boards. Uh, a lot of people had him ranked as the number one wide receiver. He ends up going to the Tennessee Titans. I think that's a perfect fit for him. His teammate, D.K. Metcalf, was the talk of the combine, right? Mostly because he posted a picture of himself without a shirt on and he looked like a superhero. Uh, D.K. Metcalf was a freak. He was... Big, strong, fast, everything. But A.J. Brown was the better college wide receiver. Blew D.K. Metcalf out of the water. You can't even compare their stats. He was double, triple in everything. A.J. Brown is a great wide receiver. He goes to the Tennessee Titans. And they got Corey Davis. They got Adam Humphreys in the offseason. But he is going to compete. And I think he's going to be a safety net for Mariota. I think that eventually before season's end, he's going to work his way as a wide receiver too. He's going to beat out Adam Humphreys. I think he has more talent. I think he's a better wide receiver. So him and Corey Davis are going to be the future of that team. They're both young. They both got good hands. They both have big expectations. So A.J. Brown in a dynasty league, I think... If you're if you're doing a rookie draft, I think he's a, one of the top picks. But even in just a redraft or a keeper league, I think AJ Brown is a guy you've got to draft. I think he's a great player, and I think he's going to have a good season by midway point. Be patient with him. All right, be patient. The first couple games, I believe it's going to be Adam Humphrey's job, but I think before season end, AJ Brown takes over. So be patient. All right. Miles Sanders, running back for the Eagles. Now, this is interesting because I was really shocked about this pick, to be completely honest. He may have stole Jordan Howard's job before Jordan Howard even did the job. The Eagles traded. They got Jordan Howard. They got a lot of running backs there. They've got a lot of running backs. But I think Miles Sanders is going to be the best running back on this team when it's all said and done. I believe Jordan Howard's going to start out of the gates. He's been on the field before. He's NFL ready. But Miles Sanders is a really good player. I could see him being a great flex play. I think he'll be more the change of pace with Jordan Howard. I think in a dynasty league, Miles Sanders is a top pick because you're going to get a lot of value for this guy down the road. Jordan Howard will probably start the season, but I could see Miles Sanders taking over and getting most of the snaps. 
I think he's going to be a great play, and I think he's going to be a guy that you can plug in at flex right away, and a guy that could potentially become you know, an RB2, RB3 type player. So Miles Sanders running back for the Eagles. This pick just got a lot more exciting for the wrong reasons. Wide receiver McCole Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs. Right before they were drafting, the day before, news broke that audio had come out on Tyreek Hill. The Kansas City Chiefs suspend him indefinitely, pending the investigation and everything else. Tyreek Hill is a troubled human being. Hell of a player on the field. Hell of a player. I, I mean, wow, unbelievable what he did last season. But all this stuff is coming up. I feel like he's going to get in trouble. I feel like Kansas City is probably going to cut him when it's all said and done because the president's already been set, uh, you know, when they cut Kareem Hunt. McCall Hardman is literally set up to be the next Tyreek Hill. 5'10", 187 pounds, explosive, versatile wide receiver. He is not Tyreek Hill, all right? So do not draft him in the spot that you would have normally drafted Tyreek Hill, all right? It's not going to happen right away. But he is an explosive, dynamic player, and he's going to succeed there. He had a lot of drops in college, and he did have problems with fumbles. But going to Kansas City... I think Andy Reid is going to work with them. I think having Pat Mahomes, having a lot of the pressure off of him because he's going to have playmakers around him. I think McCole Hardman is the guy that you want on your team. I could see him being an every week flex play and even working himself into the wide receiver two combination. Look at you got arguably one of the best quarterbacks in football in Pat Mahomes. You have one of the best offenses out there to watch. They got weapons. Obviously, Travis Kels is going to be that number one option. You know, they got Sammy Watkins. They got Chris Conley. Uh, but McCall Hardman, I think, has an opportunity to step in and play right away from day one, especially if Tyreek Hill ends up, you know, missing time, which I believe he's going to at minimum. Uh, but McCall Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, get him in the draft again. Down the road, I will let you guys know where I have these guys ranked. But write his name down. Keep an eye on him because he's going to be a guy you want. Um, let's see. Paris Campbell, wide receiver Indy. This was an excellent pick. I was super excited that Indy snagged him because Paris Campbell, even though I'm from Michigan and I'm a Michigan and Michigan State fan, Paris Campbell played for Ohio I won't even say the the full school name. I, I I dislike him so much. But this is a fast athletic wide receiver. He caught 83% of the passes thrown his way. That is unbelievable. This guy has played in the slot. He's played to the outside. He is going to be really good, and he's going to be a guy that gets the ball a lot. Andrew Luck is going to find a way to get him the, the ball. You know, you think about Andrew Luck and what he has done in his career and when he was at his best. 
you got guys to the outside. Right now you got T.Y. Hilton, one of the top wide receivers in football. They signed Devin Funches, uh, a good receiver, not a great receiver. I just thought about Devin Funches played at Michigan, and now you got Paris Campbell who played at the Ohio School. I wonder how that relationship's going to go. Um, but you got T.Y. Hilton, you got Devin Funches. Now you bring in Paris Campbell. He's going to be that slot guy. Think about what Andrew Luck has done in his career with slot wide receivers, guys like Dante Moncrief. Um, you know, he's going to be competing for touches with T.Y. Funches and, of course, Eric Ebron. Uh, but Paris Campbell, I mean, I think he's going to be the safety net. I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. Uh, they got a great offensive line, so they're going to be passing the ball a lot. So Paris Campbell, a guy, if you're in a dynasty league, grab this guy. But I think even in a redraft league, Paris Campbell is a guy that you want, that you'll be able to plug in at flex. And in all honesty, I actually think that he will have more fantasy points this season than Devin Funches, even though Devin Funches will be lining up as the wide receiver too. I believe Paris Campbell in the slot will get more touches and more yards than Devin Funches. So pick him up. Paris Campbell, wide receiver from Indy. Um, talked about this a little bit earlier when I was talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, the Cardinals went out. They got this guy some help. They were not satisfied just bringing in a new quarterback. Uh, they got Christian Kirk there. Of course, they got Larry Fitz, one of the best wide receivers of all time. He decides to come back. But they go out. They draft Andy Isabel and Hakeem Butler. Uh, Isabel is small, fast. I was shocked when I was reading all the reviews on this guy and listening to the NFL draft. This is big expectations. When they were talking about Andy Isabel, they compared him to Julian Edelman and Brandon Cooks. I mean, these are two of the best at what they do. This is a guy that can line up on the inside, line up on the outside. He's a strong guy for his size. He does a lot with the ball after the catch. He's that guy that's on, you know, third and short. You can throw it to him, and he's going to fight his way across. He's a great player. I have I have a feeling that he has the opportunity to take the field right away. Um, I, I think he's going to play. But Hakeem Butler, 6'5", 227. I believe this could be a guy that gets in on the red zone. He's strong, fast. Eventually, I believe they drafted him to take over for Larry Fitz. Um he might not get on the field as much as Andy Isabel right away. Again, Dynasty League, you might want to pick him up. But right now, it's going to be Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, and Isabel. Uh, both of the guys. Hakeem Butler might not need to be drafted right now. Uh, Andy Isabel, maybe bottom of the draft. Uh, or just monitor it, see where you're at on the waivers. You know, he could be a guy that gets lots of touches. Again, I, I think Arizona is going to struggle this year. It's going to be a transition year. Uh, they're going to be better. Their offense is going to be better for sure. But he's going to be competing for touches. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, you know, David Johnson's still there. They didn't really do much to fix their offensive line. But late in games, when they're marching down the field trying to get those garbage points, Andy Isabel is going to be a guy that's right there, dump it off to you know, I, I think he can get you some points. The talk of the combine, DK Metcalf falls into a perfect position. I know he fell a lot later than what he really wanted to. Um, drafted, 
you know, later than he expected, later than a lot of people had him projected. But DK Metcalf goes to Seattle. Look at this guy, 6'3", 228. We've all seen the pictures. This guy's a beast, right? He's a monster. He's got explosive speed. He has playmaking ability. He can go up and get the ball. You know, he kind of fell into a perfect situation the way this worked out. Uh, rumor swirling. Doug Baldwin might be retiring. I mean, if he retires, DK Metcalf could step in and realistically be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, playing opposite of Tyler Lockett. I love Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's got big playability. Uh but DK Metcalf on the other side could realistically put up some big numbers. This guy needs to improve, okay? There's all this talk about him. He's going to be a good wide receiver in the National Football League, I believe. But he needs to keep improving. He wasn't even the best wide receiver on his college team at Ole Miss. This guy needs to keep improving. He needs to work on his route running. He's got to get that first step off the line. Look, he's a big, strong guy. He's going he's gonna to be able to get the push on the corners. But that first step, you got to get over guys. you got to get around guys. You don't want to be stuck in a push fight every single one. He's got he's to put the muscles away for a second. He's got to use that speed. This guy's going to go up and get you some 50-50 balls. Again, 6'3", 228 pounds. Just a beast, man. So... Fell into the perfect opportunity there in Seattle. DK Metcalf, wide receiver for Seattle. He's definitely a guy that I'm keeping on my board. Uh, I'm going to try to get him. And if you're in a dynasty league, lock this guy up early because I think it'll pay off in the long run. Uh, these are guys that was were drafted in the third round, which normally when you get down to the third round, you're like, all right, like you're filling in, you know, depth positions, you know, maybe a few starters here and there. These are two guys that I think fell into the perfect opportunity and are names that you need to keep your eye on. One of them I'm super excited about. Running back David Montgomery, drafted by the Chicago Bears. This guy is 5'10, 222 pounds. This guy is going to run people over. I believe that he is actually going to win the running back job in Chicago. Now, that doesn't mean that Tariq Cohen doesn't have value. Tariq Cohen is a great running back and a guy that I want on my fantasy team after what he did last season. Uh, Nagy loved him. The Bears used him in the perfect opportunities that they that they had hit with him. And he had a really good season. That's Tariq Cohen. But Tariq Cohen is not built to be a three-down back. They got rid of Jordan Howard because he didn't fit the scheme or Nagy didn't like him, whatever it is. David Montgomery's drafted. 5'10", 222, man. He is going to run people over. I believe before the preseason is over, he's going to clear-cut win that job over Mike Davis. Look at this guy realistically could be a thousand yard running back i think he could go out there and have a thousand all-purpose yards and you get inside the goal line inside the five they ain't giving the ball to Tariq cohen up the middle they might try to catch him on a swing pass to the outside but when it's a run play i think david montgomery is going to be that guy 
I honestly, I, I think he's going to have a great season. He's a guy that I'm keeping my eye on. If you can get this guy on your team, I think he has flex appeal with potential of being a running back too. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to get touchdowns. That Bears team is a really good team. They won the division last year. I think they're going to compete to win the division again this year. hate saying that as a Lions fan. But David Montgomery, running back for the Chicago Bears. Now, my next ones that I want to tell you about, all three are in a position pretty much the same. Daryl Henderson was drafted by the L.A. Rams. This guy was unbelievable in college. Listen to this guy's numbers. In 2017, this guy averaged 8.8 yards per carry on 130 attempts. 8.8 yards per carry. He was their backup running back. He only had 130 attempts. 8.8 yards per carry. Then he comes into 2018, and his attempts go up to 220 attempts. So you're thinking 220 attempts, a bigger window. His his yards per carry are obviously going to go down. He's going to, you know mellow out a little bit here 8.92 yards per carry he got more attempts and his yards per carry went up he was just drafted by the LA Rams I think before it's all said and done this guy's going to be the RB2 behind Gurley and for those Gurley owners last year they can tell you Running back, too, with the L.A. Rams could have some value. Last year, Gurley had the knee injury. C.J. Anderson, who was cut by Denver, was told he was out of shape. They called him the bowling ball last year. Actually, he was, he was cut by Denver and picked up by Carolina. Carolina then cut him. He ends up over in L.A., He came out and had a really good end to the season. Was a very serviceable RB2. Daryl Henderson is going to be that RB2. Gurley has a knee injury. Now he's been diagnosed with arthritis in his repaired knee. I am not convinced that Gurley is going to play all 16 games. I think the Rams are going to be a very good team. And if they've got that division locked, I think Gurley's going to spend a lot of time on the bench at the end of the season. And I also don't believe that they're going to use Gurley as a full three-down back. Uh, If you listened to my podcast before, uh, I had Gurley a lot further down than what he had been in the past. Uh, I've got him, you know, in between, I can't remember what it was exactly, 5 and 10. I think Gurley is going to struggle with this repaired knee. He's had injuries since college. They selected this guy in the third round. They were looking for a playmaker. They were looking for something to sure up that backup position, that RB2 position. I think if you draft Gurley, you're drafting Daryl Henderson. Because if you don't, you're going to be chasing him on the waivers. And if you're not in a spot to get him, you're going to regret it. If you've got the space... To keep this guy on your bench, I think this guy has this guy has RB1 potential 
if Gurley goes down. This is a guy, much like James Conner, when he stepped in and played for Le'Veon Bell, nobody thought, you know, you can't just replace Le'Veon Bell. Well, guess what? James Conner replaced Le'Veon Bell in fantasy. He had just as good, if not better, results on on multiple weeks. Daryl Henderson is that guy. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on the injury that Gurley has, how he looks during preseason. But Daryl Henderson, running back for the Rams, write it down. You won't regret it. Another one, same thing. Raquel Armstead, drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know Leonard Fournette's injury history, right? This guy has missed 11 games over the last two years, okay? This guy misses a lot of time. They drafted Raquel Armstead to be that RB2. He played for Temple his senior year, 1,098 yards and 13 touchdowns. This is a great handcuff to have if you have Fournette or if you want to be that guy that handcuffs somebody else's and just keeps them on the bench. Fournette is not going to play 16 games. And the reason I say that is because he hasn't done it yet in his career. All right? I like Leonard Fournette. I, I think he's a great running back. Uh, I think Jacksonville is a, 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 in a good spot offensively to get him the ball a lot. What are they going to do? Are they going to feed Fournette like he's a three-down back? Or are they going to split? I don't know what they're going to do. We'll find out. But if they start feeding him... Like he's a three-down back. Chances are he's going to get injured. That's when you're going to want Raquel Armstead. It's going to be a good running back. Put him on your radar. All right? Another one that I found kind of interesting, Devin Singletary, drafted by the Bills, running back. Look at LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore are old. They are NFL running back standards, they are old. They picked up TJ Yeldon, which I thought was a good signing for them. I don't know what's going to happen, but Devin Singletary was a good running back, and I think he has a chance to compete for a spot on this team. He's not going to get a lot of playing time right away. I still think they're going to kind of use all three LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, and TJ Yeldon. I wouldn't be surprised if either Gore or McCoy ended up getting cut or traded. Um, but Devin Singletary, if you play in a dynasty league, this is a guy you want to draft because McCoy, McCoy and Gore are on their way out. And I believe that Devin Singletary could be the future for the Bills. He could be a running back that you want to hang on to. So, if you're drafting Dynasty, that's a name to remember. But also, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on what he does in the preseason. You know, if you're in a redraft, look and see how many carries he's getting, what he's doing with those carries. Because he may end up being the best running back on the team. Or he might end up being at least the second best, depending on, you know, what TJ Yeldon and them do. So keep an eye on it. Devin Singletary running back for the Bills. Dante Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the last one I got for you. The only reason I bring it up is because 
the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him. I don't know if there's a team in football that evaluates wide receivers better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They drafted Antonio Brown. Small school, right? They drafted him. Ends up being one of the best wide receivers in football. He's a drama king, but still one of the talent-wise most best wide receivers in football. Then they follow it up and they draft Juju. Man, another awesome wide receiver pick. They're going into this season with Juju and James Washington. Dante Johnson has good hands. And again, you just can't doubt the Steelers evaluating a wide receiver. So they pick this guy up. You know, we haven't seen a lot of James Washington. Uh, I told you earlier uh, in one of my earlier podcasts that James Washington is, is one of my sleeper picks. I think he could be a good player, uh, a wide receiver two slash flex player this year. But now that they got Dante Johnson, you know, he's got good hands. He's a good route runner. You know, come midseason, coming out of the bye week, Dante Johnson could be a guy that's pushing for more targets. Um, you know, we know that the Steelers love to throw the ball with Big Ben. You know, they're committed to Big Ben. So Dante Johnson is a guy to keep on your radar. Again, Dynasty League, you might want to scoop him up because I, I think he has potential to be, you know, down the road a good wide receiver two or flex play. Um, you know, especially if an injury you know, God forbid Juju or James Washington go down. This guy's going to slide in for sure. So keep an eye on it. That's my rookie class. Uh, again, it was a fun draft. Uh, Tennessee did a great job. It was a very entertaining draft to watch. Um, you know, keep an eye on, on different things that happen throughout the preseason and everything. And and I'll do the same. You know, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football. Uh, drop those emails. All right, get those emails going to us so that we can get back to you. Um, again, that email address is Sofa King Cool at gmx.com. You know, thanks a lot, guys. You guys are making this happen. I love being here. I love doing this. I love fantasy football. Um, so keep it coming. Keep the questions coming. Again, I'm going to hit up a podcast. I got a couple ideas coming up. I'm going to do a short one where I answer all your guys' emails. And then I'm going to do one coming up about finding the right fantasy football league for you. We'll talk about, you know, different kinds of fantasy football leagues, dynasty, you know, versus a redraft, versus a keeper league. PPR versus non-PPR, different rules and stuff like that. So that's going to be the next podcast that I got coming up um, and might try to get a guest in for that one. So keep it coming, guys. Thanks for listening. Later. What's up? This is Bobby Riggs Jr. coming at you with So Fucking Cool Fantasy Football Podcast. Just want to thank all of our sponsors for picking us up. All the different uh, podcast places that are now playing us. You can check us out on Anchor. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Google Podcasts. So that's awesome. Want to let you know, visit us on Facebook. We got a Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football 
Facebook page. You can go on there, ask questions, line up, uh, draft questions. Anything you got, our community will help you out. I'll be on there. I'll be answering questions. So check that out. Again, that's on Facebook. It's Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football. Also, get those emails rolling. I got a couple emails that I'm going to address on uh, a couple podcasts coming up here. Uh, SofaKingCool at GMX.com. Again, that's SofaKingCool at GMX.com. Keep those emails coming. I'm going to set up a podcast where I just answer all your questions. Uh, So just keep them rolling. Keep them coming. Coming at you today, uh, the weekend is over. The NFL draft is over. So I want to take a look back. I did a lot of research on the guys that were drafted, uh, the teams they were drafted to, where they're gonna, where I'm expecting them to place on the depth chart. And I'm gonna give you a couple names, actually a lot of names, because I, th- I feel like this was a really fun draft. But uh, I'm gonna give you some names of guys to look out for, guys that I think should be drafted. I'm not gonna put them in their place right now. These are just names that I think you should keep an eye out for. Um, guys that I think have fantasy value. And as I do a little bit more research, uh, when I start doing my top you know, 200 and, and start doing mock drafts, you'll see where some of these guys go off the board. So I'm going to dive right in. Uh, again, this is all the rookies that are coming into the NFL who I think are going to have a fantasy impact. So let's start number one pick overall, Kyler Murray. This guy's an athletic freak. Last year, he had 42 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He had 1,000 rushing yards with another 12 rushing touchdowns. This guy is unbelievable. There's a reason he went number one overall. Uh, Kingsbury is going to use him exactly like he was used in college. He's going to be a dynamic player. The only downfall he has is he's going to be playing behind a really mediocre offensive line that's where he's going to struggle but this guy's an athlete and on top of that I still like everybody knows garbage points they still count as fantasy points I think fourth quarter the Cardinals could still be down I think this guy gets a lot of garbage points look at they they put pieces around this guy they invested in Kyler Murray um they drafted wide receivers I mean they drafted three wide receivers this draft but Two of the names that you need to look for, Andy Isabel, this guy was drafted high, he's going to be a good target, and Hakeem Butler, uh, Hakeem Butler is a monster, 6'5", 230 pounds, I mean, I think Andy Isabel is a guy that gets on the field right away, so we'll, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but these are all pieces that they put around Kyler Murray. Uh, Christian Kirk's stock is going to go up. Him and Kyler Murray were teammates in the past. I mean, he's got David Johnson there. He's got enough wide receivers. And again, garbage points still count. So uh, Kyler Murray is definitely on the radar as a quarterback too. Uh, If you play in a uh, two-quarterback league, I think he's a quarterback that you'd like as your quarterback too. But I also would not be shocked to see him put up quarterback one numbers. I mean, if you play in a league, I like the league that I'm in, it's a 12-man league. Look at 12 quarterbacks. I think he sneaks into the top 12 with points. I think he has the talent. He has the arm. So Kyler Murray, first guy I'm covering here. Um, the second guy has got to be Dwayne Haskins. 
draft with caution. Um, personally, me, I wouldn't draft him. But again, I play in a one-quarterback league. Uh, I don't think he's going to beat out Case Keenum right away for the start. But I do think before season's over, he will be the starting quarterback. I just don't like Washington. It's a good fit for him because I think they'll build around him, and he's obviously going to be their quarterback of the future. But proceed with caution. I don't think he's anything more than a quarterback, too. I think they have some work to do there. But you can draft him as a quarterback, too, and see what happens going forward. So Dwayne Haskins, draft with caution. My favorite fantasy pick of the NFL draft this year, Josh Jacobs running back, going to Oakland. I was a big fan of Josh Jacobs. I was excited to see where he was going to land because I thought he had a real opportunity to do some good things in the NFL fantasy-wise. And then the Raiders got him right after it was announced that Marshawn Lynch was more than likely going to retire. I think it's a perfect spot for him to land. They used a high draft pick on him. I think that means he's going to start right out of the gates. He's better than Isaiah Crowell. So, look, at this guy is 5'10", 220 pounds. He's a good rusher. He's a good receiver. He breaks the tackle every six touches. Every six times he gets the ball, one of those, he's busting loose, getting past that first tackle. He's gaining yards. I honestly think this guy is going to gain 1,000 yards this year. I think the offense in Oakland is going to be better. I know they still have Derek Carr, who I'm not a huge supporter of, but he does have weapons around him with Ty Williams and, of course, Antonio Brown. They're not going to be able to stack the box. So I think Josh Jacobs should have a 1,000-yard season. Also should... uh. I'm thinking maybe eight touchdowns. I think that's fair, eight touchdowns for him. So Josh Jacobs, running back, Oakland. Get into a wide receiver here, Marquise Brown, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a little guy. This guy is small, 5'9", 166 pounds, but he is fast. He's got good hands. Think of a Deshaun Jackson, John Brown type wide receiver. He's going to be hindered by the fact that Lamar Jackson isn't the best passer. Baltimore is going to be a run-first offense. I think that was shown with them going out and picking up Mark Ingram. But Marquise Brown, look, at that team's needed wide receivers. They've, they've tried over and over and over again. They drafted this guy early. Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore is a guy that definitely needs to be on your list. Um, but he does have Liz Frank injury which is displaced bones in his feet. So that is something to monitor during preseason, how many reps he's getting. This is going to be something to, you know, proceed with caution. I wouldn't draft this guy as a wide receiver one for sure. Maybe not even a wide receiver two. I'm looking at this guy as more of a flex play uh, and, and obviously with upside of being a wide receiver two. But proceed with caution. Uh, Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore. My favorite pickup for wide receivers, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. I know. When was the last time 
Bill Belichick selected a wide receiver. I I don't think it. I actually believe I read that it was the first time he's ever done it. First time he's ever selected a wide receiver in the first round. They do not select specialty players, right? They just don't do it. They didn't do it the whole tenure of Bill Belichick. Last year, first round, they selected Sonny Michelle. Look what his impact was. Once he got healthy, this guy was 100 yards and or a touchdown every single game. Nikhil Harry is 6'2", 228 pounds. He's great with the ball in his hands, makes people miss, breaks tackles. He's a red zone target. Remember, this is a team that has no Gronk, no Hogan. Josh Gordon's still a question mark. We don't know if he's coming or going. So you got Edelman and maybe Demarius Thomas. I honestly believe that he might not make it through. He'll end up on the pub list or something. Uh, but then what do they got after that? Philip Dorsett, a cast off from Indy. He's a decent player, but when Bill Belichick selects you in the first round, you're expected to step up and be a player. Tom Brady needs the help on the field. He was sending him messages. They're excited to play together. Nikhil Harry is a wide receiver that I'm looking forward to drafting. I definitely want on my fantasy team. And I think if you wait it out two, three weeks, I think him and Tom Brady get on the same page. And I think I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised what you can get from Nikhil Harry, a rookie wide receiver with the Patriots. Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers. Look at good wide receiver. They need help. Uh, he's got good hands. He's a good route runner. He's really good after the catch. He does have hamstring injuries. He had two hamstring injuries in college. Uh, you know, they, they got depth at wide receiver. They got Pettis, who they drafted last year, Marquise Goodwin, and of course their number one target, Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the game. But Debo Samuel should get on the field. He should be a guy that gets a couple targets. Uh, if you're playing in a dynasty league, this is a guy that you might want to pick up. Uh, otherwise, you know, maybe a flex play. Hope that you know he can plug in as a flex, maybe wide receiver two at best. But Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers. Um, I threw both these guys together. These are guys that if you play in a dynasty league, you might want to look at. Um, Drew Locke and Daniel Jones. Neither one of these guys are going to start the season, barring injuries. Um, you know, Elway already came out. He said it's Flacco's job that Drew Locke's going to play underneath him. And, and Daniel Jones was handpicked by Eli Manning. He was drafted too high. I don't think he's NFL ready. I think this is a project guy for the Giants. I wouldn't expect either one to get more than one or two games for the whole season. If you're playing in a dynasty league and you want to grab them and stash them on the bench if you guys got big rosters, I can understand that. But Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, both quarterbacks, better left on the waivers unless you're in a dynasty because uh, I really just don't see them playing. I kind of threw this all together. Uh, tight ends. There's some really good tight ends drafted this year. Uh, one of them drafted by my team, the Detroit Lions. They got TJ Hawkinson. Uh, another one, Noah Fant, his Iowa State uh, counterpart. You know, both were dynamic on the field. Both were great tight ends. Irv Smith, 
tight end from Alabama goes to Minnesota, and uh, tight end Drew Sample goes to the Bengals. Yeah, these are tight ends that were drafted to have an impact for their team. One thing I want to mention, though, tight ends are usually a project. In the last decade, we have only had one tight end that was a rookie that finished in the top 10. That was Evan Ingram. And the only reason he finished in the top 10 was because everybody else on his team was injured. If you remember correctly, his rookie year, Odell Beckham was injured. Sterling Shepard was injured. The backup tight end was injured. He got thrown into a role on a garbage team. He got lots of garbage points. He had a really good season. I'm not taking anything away from Evan Ingram. I like him. He's a guy I like on my fantasy team. But you got one tight end in the last decade that has finished in the top 10. Proceed with caution. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a great tight end for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's a great blocker and a great route runner, a great catcher. Uh, he's got good hands. He's a guy that can be on the field every single down. But as a rookie and the fact that he's going to be competing with Jesse James, <clears throat> I think proceed with caution with TJ Hawkinson. I know he was the eighth overall pick. Same with Noah Fant. Noah Fant is really good. I think he's going to be really good. He ends up getting picked up by the Denver Broncos. Again, proceed with caution. Tight end struggle. He's going to be asked to be you know, a lot of different things. He's not as good of a blocker as his Iowa State counterpart, uh, TJ Hawkinson. So he's not going to be able to be on the field every single play. Um, you know, and he's got competition there too. He's got Jake Butt and Hearman. So Noah Fan, I think, is going to develop into a good tight end. But again, I don't see him cracking the top 12. So maybe a backup tight end if you need a plug-and-play for a bye week. Monitor for an injury. But both those guys, Irv Smith, he got drafted by Minnesota. That actually surprised me. Kyle Rudolph's still there. He's 29 years old. They drafted a tight end with good hands last year, Tyler Conklin. I know this because Tyler Conklin actually went to my high school uh, here in Michigan. Uh, he set a record for Western Michigan, most receiving yards, most catches, and most touches, touchdowns by a tight end. And, you know, he barely got on the field. Uh, that's still Kyle Rudolph's job. Drew Sample. He's probably, out of all of them, got the best chance to make an impact. Like Tyler Croft, we never know <clears throat> if he's going to be healthy or not. C.J. Uzma, again, an average tight end. You know, you just got to proceed with caution. I, I don't think either of these tight ends, these rookies, are going to be top 10, top 12. If you're only playing in a 12-man league, that puts them outside of that. They're nothing more than bi-week fillers. Another wide receiver that I'm super excited about that I think got put in a good opportunity, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was the top of a lot of people's boards. Uh, a lot of people had him ranked as the number one wide receiver. He ends up going to the Tennessee Titans. I think that's a perfect fit for him. His teammate, D.K. Metcalf, was the talk of the combine, Right? mostly because he posted a picture of himself without a shirt on and he looked like a superhero. Uh, DK Metcalf was a freak. He was 
big, strong, fast, everything. But A.J. Brown was the better college wide receiver. Blew D.K. Metcalf out of the water. You can't even compare their stats. He was double, triple, and everything. A.J. Brown is a great wide receiver. He goes to the Tennessee Titans, and they got Corey Davis. They got Adam Humphreys in the offseason. But he is going to compete. And I think he's going to be a safety net for Mariota. I think that eventually before season's end, he's going to work his way as a wide receiver too. He's going to beat out Adam Humphreys. I think he has more talent. I think he's a better wide receiver. So him and Corey Davis are going to be the future of that team. They're both young. They both got good hands. They both have big expectations. So A.J. Brown in a dynasty league, I think if you're if you're doing a rookie draft, I think he's a, one of the top picks. But even in just a redraft or a keeper league, I think A.J. Brown is a guy you've got to draft. I think he's a great player, and I think he's going to have a good season by midway point. Be patient with him, all right? Be patient. The first couple of games, I believe it's going to be Adam Humphrey's job, but I think before season end, A.J. Brown takes over. So be patient, all right? Miles Sanders, running back for the Eagles. Now this is interesting because I was really shocked about this pick, to be completely honest. He may have stole Jordan Howard's job before Jordan Howard even did the job. The Eagles traded. They got Jordan Howard. They got a lot of running backs there. They've got a lot of running backs. But I think Miles Sanders is going to be the best running back on this team when it's all said and done. I believe Jordan Howard's going to start out of the gates. He's been on the field before. He's NFL ready. But Miles Sanders is a really good player. I could see him being a great flex play. I think he'll be more the change of pace with Jordan Howard. I think in a dynasty league, Miles Sanders is a top pick because you're going to get a lot of value for this guy down the road. Jordan Howard will probably start the season, but I could see Miles Sanders taking over and getting most of the snaps. I think he's going to be a great play, and I think he's going to be a guy that you can plug in at flex right away and a guy that could potentially become you know, an RB2, RB3 type player. So Miles Sanders running back for the Eagles. This pick... Just got a lot more exciting for the wrong reasons. Wide receiver McCall Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs. Right before they were drafting, the day before, news broke that audio had come out on Tyreek Hill. The Kansas City Chiefs suspend him indefinitely, pending the investigation and everything else. Tyreek Hill is a troubled human being. Hell of a player on the field. Hell of a player. I, I mean, wow. Unbelievable what he did last season. But all this stuff is coming up. I feel like he's going to get in trouble. I feel like Kansas City is probably going to cut him when it's all said and done. Because the president's already been set. Uh, you know, when they cut Kareem Hunt. McCall Hardman is literally set up to be the next Tyreek Hill. 5'10", 187 pounds, explosive, versatile wide receiver. He is not Tyreek Hill, all right? So do not draft him 
in the spot that you would have normally drafted Tyreek Hill. All right? It's not going to happen right away. But he is an explosive, dynamic player, and he's going to succeed there. He had a lot of drops in college, and he did have problems with fumbles. But going to Kansas City, I think Andy Reid is going to work with them. I think having Pat Mahomes, having a lot of the pressure off of him because he's going to have playmakers around him. I think McCole Hardman is the guy that you want on your team. I could see him being an every week flex play and even working himself into the wide receiver two combination. Look at you got arguably one of the best quarterbacks in football in Pat Mahomes. You have one of the best offenses out there to watch. They got weapons. Obviously, Travis Kelce is going to be that number one option. You know, they got Sammy Watkins. They got Chris Conley. Uh, but McCall Hardman, I think, has an opportunity to step in and play right away from day one, especially if Tyreek Hill ends up, you know, missing time, which I believe he's going to at minimum. Uh, but McCall Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, get him in the draft again. Down the road, I will let you guys know where I have these guys ranked. But write his name down. Keep an eye on him because he's going to be a guy you want. Um, let's see. Paris Campbell, wide receiver Indy. This was an excellent pick. I was super excited that Indy snagged him because Paris Campbell, even though I'm from Michigan and I'm a Michigan and Michigan State fan, Paris Campbell played for Ohio I won't even say the the full school name. I, I I dislike him so much. But this is a fast athletic wide receiver. He caught 83% of the passes thrown his way. That is unbelievable. This guy has played in the slot. He's played to the outside. He is going to be really good, and he's going to be a guy that gets the ball a lot. Andrew Luck is going to find a way to get him the, the ball. You know, you think about Andrew Luck and what he has done in his career and when he was at his best. You got guys to the outside. Right now you got T.Y. Hilton, one of the top wide receivers in football. They signed Devin Funches, uh, a good receiver, not a great receiver. I just thought about Devin Funches played at Michigan, and now you got Paris Campbell who played at the Ohio School. I wonder how that relationship's going to go. Um, but you got T.Y. Hilton, you got Devin Funches. Now you bring in Paris Campbell. He's going to be that slot guy. Think about what Andrew Luck has done in his career with slot wide receivers, guys like Dante Moncrief. Um, you know, he's going to be competing for touches with T.Y. Funches and, of course, Eric Ebron. Uh, but Paris Campbell, I mean, I think he's going to be the safety net. I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. Uh, they got a great offensive line, so they're going to be passing the ball a lot. So Paris Campbell, a guy, if you're in a dynasty league, grab this guy. But I think even in a redraft league, Paris Campbell is a guy that you want, that you'll be able to plug in at flex. And in all honesty, I actually think that he will have more fantasy points this season than Devin Funches, even though Devin Funches will be lining up as the wide receiver too. I believe Paris Campbell in the slot will get more touches and more yards than Devin Funches. So pick him up, Paris Campbell, wide receiver from Indy. Um, talked about this a little bit earlier when I was talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, the Cardinals went out. They got this guy some help. 
They were not satisfied just bringing in a new quarterback. Uh, they got Christian Kirk there. Of course, they got Larry Fitz, one of the best wide receivers of all time. He decides to come back. But they go out, they draft Andy Isabel and Hakeem Butler. Uh, Isabel is small, fast. I was shocked when I was reading all the reviews on this guy and listening to the NFL draft. This is big expectations. When they were talking about Andy Isabel, they compared him to Julian Edelman and Brandon Cooks. I mean, these are two of the best at what they do. This is a guy that can line up on the inside, line up on the outside. He's a strong guy for his size. He does a lot with the ball after the catch. He's that guy that's on, you know, third and short. You can throw it to him and he's going to fight his way across. He's a great player. I have I have a feeling that he has the opportunity to take the field right away. Um, I, I think he's going to play. But Hakeem Butler, 6'5", 227. I believe this could be a guy that gets in on the red zone. He's strong, fast. Eventually, I believe they drafted him to take over for Larry Fitz. Um, he might not get on the field as much as Andy Isabel right away. Again, Dynasty League, you might want to pick him up. But right now, it's going to be Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, and Isabel. Uh, both of the guys. Hakeem Butler might not need to be drafted right now. Uh, Andy Isabel, maybe bottom of the draft. Uh, or just monitor it, see where you're at on the waivers. You know, he could be a guy that gets lots of touches. Again, I, I think Arizona is going to struggle this year. It's going to be a transition year. Uh, they're going to be better. Their offense is going to be better for sure. But he's going to be competing for touches. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, you know, David Johnson's still there. They didn't really do much to fix their offensive line. But late in games, when they're marching down the field trying to get those garbage points, Andy Isabel is going to be a guy that's right there, dump it off to you know, I, I think he can get you some points. The talk of the combine, DK Metcalf falls into a perfect position. I know he fell a lot later than what he really wanted to. Um, drafted, you know, later than he expected, later than a lot of people had him projected. But DK Metcalf goes to Seattle. Look at this guy, 6'3", 228. We've all seen the pictures. This guy's a beast. Right, he's a monster. He's got explosive speed. He has playmaking ability. He can go up and get the ball. You know, he kind of fell into a perfect situation the way this worked out. Uh, rumor swirling. Doug Baldwin might be retiring. I mean, if he retires, DK Metcalf could step in and realistically be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, playing opposite of Tyler Lockett. I love Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's got big playability, uh, but DK Metcalf on the other side could realistically put up some big numbers. This guy needs to improve, okay? There's all this talk about him. He's going to be a good wide receiver in the National Football League, I believe, but he needs to keep improving. He wasn't even the best wide receiver on his college team at Ole Miss. This guy needs to keep improving. He needs to work on his route running. He's got to get that first step off the line. Look, he's a big, strong guy. He's going he's gonna to be able to get the push on the corners. But that first step, you got to get over guys. you got to get around guys. You don't want to be stuck in a push fight every single one. He's got he's to put the muscles away for a second. He's got to use that speed. 
This guy's going to go up and get you some 50-50 balls. Again, 6'3", 228 pounds. Just a beast, man. So fell into the perfect opportunity there in Seattle. DK Metcalf, wide receiver for Seattle. He's definitely a guy that I'm keeping on my board. Uh, I'm going to try to get him. And if you're in a dynasty league, lock this guy up early because I think it'll pay off in the long run. Uh these are guys that was were drafted in the third round, which normally when you get down to the third round, you're like, all right, like you're filling in, you know, depth positions, you know, maybe a few starters here and there. These are two guys that I think fell into the perfect opportunity and are names that you need to keep your eye on. One of them I'm super excited about, running back David Montgomery, drafted by the Chicago Bears. This guy is 5'10". 222 pounds. This guy is going to run people over. I believe that he is actually going to win the running back job in Chicago. Now, that doesn't mean that Tariq Cohen doesn't have value. Tariq Cohen is a great running back and a guy that I want on my fantasy team after what he did last season. Uh, Nagy loved him. The Bears used him in the perfect opportunities that they that they had hit with him. And he had a really good season. That's Tariq Cohen. But Tariq Cohen is not built to be a three-down back. They got rid of Jordan Howard because he didn't fit the scheme or Nagy didn't like him, whatever it is. David Montgomery is drafted. 5'10", 222, man. He is going to run people over. I believe before the preseason is over, he's going to clear-cut win that job over Mike Davis Look at this guy. Realistically, could be a 1,000-yard running back. I think he could go out there and have a 1,000 all-purpose yards. And you get inside the goal line, inside the five, they ain't giving the ball to Tariq Cohen up the middle. They might try to catch him on a swing pass to the outside, but when it's a run play, I think David Montgomery is going to be that guy. I honestly, I, I think he's going to have a great season. He's a guy that I'm keeping my eye on. If you can get this guy on your team, I think he has flex appeal with potential of being a running back too. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to get touchdowns. That Bears team is a really good team. They won the division last year. I think they're going to compete to win the division again this year. hate saying that as a Lions fan. But David Montgomery, running back for the Chicago Bears. Now, my next ones that I want to tell you about, all three are in a position pretty much the same. Daryl Henderson was drafted by the L.A. Rams. This guy was unbelievable in college. Listen to this guy's numbers. In 2017, this guy averaged 8.8 .8 yards per carry on 130 attempts. 8.8 .8 yards per carry. He was their backup running back. He only had 130 attempts. 8.8 .8 yards per carry. Then he comes into 2018, and his attempts go up to 220 attempts. So you're thinking 220 attempts, a bigger window. His, his yards per carry are obviously going to go down. He's going to, you know mellow out a little bit here 8.92 yards per carry 
He got more attempts and his yards per carry went up. He was just drafted by the LA Rams. I think before it's all said and done, this guy's going to be the RB2 behind Gurley. And for those Gurley owners last year, they can tell you, running back two with the LA Rams could have some value. Last year, Gurley had the knee injury. C.J. Anderson, who was cut by Denver, was told he was out of shape. They called him the bowling ball last year. Actually, he was, he was cut by Denver and picked up by Carolina. Carolina then cut him. He ends up over in L.A. He came out and had a really good end to the season. Was a very serviceable RB2. Daryl Henderson is going to be that RB2. Gurley has a knee injury. Now he's been diagnosed with arthritis in his repaired knee. I am not convinced that Gurley is going to play all 16 games. I think the Rams are going to be a very good team. And if they've got that division locked, I think Gurley's going to spend a lot of time on the bench at the end of the season. And I also don't believe that they're going to use Gurley as a full three-down back. Uh, if you listened to my podcast before, uh, I had Gurley a lot further down than what he had been in the past. Uh, I've got him, you know, in between, I can't remember what it was exactly, 5 and 10. I think Gurley is going to struggle with this repaired knee. He's had injuries since college. They selected this guy in the third round. They were looking for a playmaker. They were looking for something to sure up that backup position, that RB2 position. I think if you draft Gurley, you're drafting Daryl Henderson. Because if you don't, you're going to be chasing him on the waivers. And if you're not in a spot to get him, you're going to regret it. If you've got the space to keep this guy on your bench, I think this guy has, this guy has RB1 potential. If Gurley goes down, this is a guy much like James Conner when he stepped in and played for Le'Veon Bell. Nobody thought, you know, you can't just replace Le'Veon Bell. Well, guess what? James Conner replaced Le'Veon Bell in fantasy. He had just as good, if not better, results on on multiple weeks. Daryl Henderson is that guy. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on the injury that Gurley has how he looks during preseason, but Daryl Henderson running back for the Rams. Write it down. You won't regret it. Another one, same thing. Raquel Armstead, drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know Leonard Fournette's injury history, right? This guy has missed 11 games over the last two years, okay? This guy misses a lot of time. They drafted Raquel Armstead to be that RB2. He played for Temple his senior year, 1,098 yards and 13 touchdowns. This is a great handcuff to have if you have Fournette or if you want to be that guy that handcuffs somebody else's and just keeps him on the bench. Fournette is not going to play 16 games. And the reason I say that is because he hasn't done it yet in his career. All right? 
I like Leonard Fournette. I, I think he's a great running back. Uh, I think Jacksonville is a, uh, in a good spot offensively to get him the ball a lot. What are they going to do? Are they going to feed Fournette like he's a three-down back, or are they going to split? I don't know what they're going to do. We'll find out. But if they start feeding him like he's a three-down back, chances are he's going to get injured. That's when you're going to want Rykel Armstead. It's going to be a good running back. Put him on your radar. All right? Another one that I found kind of interesting, Devin Singletary, drafted by the Bills, running back. Look at LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore are old. They are NFL running back standards. They are old. They picked up TJ Yeldon, which I thought was a good signing for them. I don't know what's going to happen, but Devin Singletary was a good running back, and I think he has a chance to compete for a spot on this team. He's not going to get a lot of playing time right away. I still think they're going to kind of use all three, LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, and TJ Yeldon. I wouldn't be surprised if either Gore or McCoy ended up getting cut or traded. Um, but Devin Singletary, if you play in a dynasty league, this is a guy you want to draft because McCoy, McCoy and Gore are on their way out. And I believe that Devin Singletary could be the future for the Bills. He could be a running back that you want to hang on to. So if you're drafting Dynasty, that's a name to remember. But also, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on what he does in the preseason. You know, if you're in a redraft, look and see how many carries he's getting, what he's doing with those carries. Because he may end up being the best running back on the team. Or he might end up being at least the second best, depending on you know, what TJ Yeldon and them do. So keep an eye on it. Devin Singletary running back for the Bills. Dante Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the last one I got for you. The only reason I bring it up is because the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him. I don't know if there's a team in football that evaluates wide receivers better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They drafted Antonio Brown. Small school, right? They drafted him. Ends up being one of the best wide receivers in football. He's a drama king, but still one of the talent-wise most best wide receivers in football. Then they follow it up and they draft Juju. Man, another awesome wide receiver pick. They're going into the season with Juju and James Washington. Dante Johnson has good hands. And again, you just can't doubt the Steelers evaluating a wide receiver. So they picked this guy up. You know, we haven't seen a lot of James Washington. Uh, I told you earlier uh, in one of my earlier podcasts that James Washington is, is one of my sleeper picks. I think he could be a good player, uh, a wide receiver two slash flex player this year. But now that they got Dante Johnson, you know, he's got good hands. He's a good route runner. You know, come midseason, coming out of the bye week, 
Dante Johnson could be a guy that's pushing for more targets. Um, you know, we know that the Steelers love to throw the ball with Big Ben. You know, they're committed to Big Ben. So Dante Johnson is a guy to keep on your radar. Again, Dynasty League, you might want to scoop him up because I, I think he has potential to be, you know, down the road a good wide receiver too or flex play. Um, you know, especially if an injury, you know, God forbid Juju or James Washington go down, this guy's going to slide in for sure. So keep an eye on it. That's my rookie class. Uh, again, it was a fun draft. Uh, Tennessee did a great job. It was a very entertaining draft to watch. Um, you know, keep an eye on, on different things that happen throughout the preseason and everything, and, and I'll do the same. You know, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football. Uh, drop those emails. All right, get those emails going to us so that we can get back to you. Um, again, that email address is sofakingcool at gmx.com. You know, thanks a lot, guys. You guys are making this happen. I love being here. I love doing this. I love fantasy football. Um, so keep it coming. Keep the questions coming. Again, I'm going to hit up a podcast. I got a couple ideas coming up. I'm going to do a short one where I answer all your guys' emails. And then I'm going to do one coming up about finding the right fantasy football league for you. We'll talk about, you know, different kinds of fantasy football leagues, dynasty, you know, versus a redraft, versus a keeper league, PPR versus non-PPR, different rules and stuff like that. So that's going to be the next podcast that I got coming up um, and might try to get a guest in for that one. So keep it coming, guys. Thanks for listening. Later.